Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 168 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Ladies and gentlemen, happy new year. We're six days in to a new year, 2022. All right? New year, new blessings, new opportunities, new money, new everything. I'm very optimistic for the year 2022. I'm not bringing any negativity all positive vibes. I know that's very cliche. Everybody says that, but I, I, I mean it, man. I mean it. Um, I really do. And I hope everybody has that same mindset. I hope everybody's not on that same mindset of, oh, 2020 was awful. Uh, this is 2020 part two, as in 2021 was 2020 part two. And, and, and we're just going to continue that, that, that same bad negative energy into 2022. I don't think we should do that. I saw a lot of people just already putting a a red mark, a red X and asterisk on the year 2022 and the year hadn't even the ball hadn't even dropped yet. That's not the type of outlook I want to have on my life. I don't want to think, "Oh, why should I have any optimism for this year when last year was trash? The last two months of 2020, I didn't drop a podcast." That's how bad 2021 was. Understand what I'm saying? I hope everybody take care, takes care of their mental. I really do. I know this pandemic. I know the way the world is right now. It, it is indeed putting a damper on a lot of people's mental health. That's one thing about the pandemic that we really should look deeper into. Now, the, the COVID may not have impacted you physically, Understand what I'm saying? But mentally, it's gotten to a lot of people. And just the darkness and the heaviness of the news and, and, and social media, it can bring you down, man. It can bring you down. Okay? It can bring you down. So I just hope that everybody tries to find light in this darkness and make 2022 your best year yet, man. Because life is short. Life is very short. You can be here today and gone tomorrow. You never know, man. You never know. You never know. So cherish your life. Don't take your life for granted. Cherish the people around you. Be more kind to people. Try to do more good than you did last year. You understand what I'm saying? We're only six days in. You can write this chapter of 2022. You have, you have a lot of space left on the page to write. So what you do is you, you, you pick up your metaphorical pencil or pen or your typewriter or your uh, what they used to use back when uh, George Washington was president or your feather and ink. And, and you take this book of 2022 and you write 
your own chapter. You write it, you do it your way. Understand what I'm saying? You do it your way. You don't let anybody affect your life this year, man. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this. Don't allow self-doubt to creep in. And don't social media, listen, man. Comparison is the thief of joy. I'll tell you that right now. Looking at other people who may be doing the same thing that you do, but they're just moving a little faster. Or or somebody's bought something that you wanted a little a little faster than you. Or or somebody took a trip uh, where you wanted to go a little faster than you. Take your time. Take your time. Life is not a sprint. Life is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It's a marathon. I'm 23 years old and I'm telling you that. I, I forget that sometimes. I forget that we're so young. But I, I really think that in the age of social media and, and how fast time is going and like, you know, especially with the pandemic, like, I just feel like our sense of time and our sense of age, I feel like we've aged ourselves. Like we think that we're so much older than we are because of things we've been through or the way we think. Um, but we're young, man. We're young. We are. I'm telling you. Do not compare yourself to other people. Comparison is a thief of joy. Do you, man. Do you. Do you. Seriously, do you. Don't don't allow anything to stop you. Whatever it is. Whatever you whatever it is, whether it's school, work, whatever it is, man. Whatever. Whatever it is. Um But uh with that being said, man, I I, I don't think I have any more inspirational talk for y'all. But um I I just wanted to get that off my chest. Because, you know, I've been going through some things these last couple months. And, you know, I, I, I almost let that, that, that same dark energy follow me into this year. But I, I, I didn't allow that. I'm not going to allow that, man. And we're only six days in, and I'm just so excited for this year. And I, I have no clue what's coming. No clue. But we will see, man. We will see. So let's, let's, let's take a little break from this. Play a little, play a little music. And it's on theme. It's on theme, but what we're about to get into. So we'll go ahead and run it, and let's get to it. We could have been superstars. Remember when we were jacking cars? Now it's not safe for you. You switch like a my you tripping. We could have been superstars. Can't help it now, I'm reminiscing. Remember when we were jacking cars? Now you better keep your distance, cause it's not safe for you. You switch like a track hard with the kick, snatch off from the when I slide, nightlight on the blick. Bet I'm on my when I'm outside. So them ran down, caught them pants down. I knew the perk was fake, but I still ate it because I'm a grimace. Yeah, cut those bins, KTV, back the wide open. When I slide, I knew the perk was fake, but I still ate it because I'm a That's a wild line, dog. That's a wild line. I think I, I had a tweet. I had a tweet that was, it was a good tweet. I feel like this is one of those tweets that, you know, could have hit, hit, hit. I mean, I got a couple likes. You know what I mean? I got a couple of LMAOs. So, you know, it hit hard. I, I, I said, this was on Christmas Eve. I said, Kodak said, I knew the perk was fake, but I still ate it because I'm a gremlin. And I felt that, not because of drugs, 
But when I'm sick, I do buy the off-brand medicine from Dollar Tree. I mean, come on, man. You know, sometimes we don't got time for that. And boy, I was sick, sick. I thought I had that, but I didn't have it, thank God. But I was down bad. And I didn't feel like spending, you know, money, money. So I went, you know, I went to Dollar Tree. Yeah, man. But no, man, we could have been superstars, man. That's what A.B. said to Tom Brady in the Bucks, man. We could have been superstars. Remember we was jacking cars? Now it's not safe for you. Come on. Come on, man. B.A., Tom. Y'all switched on them, man. According to A.B., y'all switched on A.B., man. Why y'all switch on A.B. like that? A.B. said after the injury... After he was out a couple weeks, after the, the vaccination card thing, he came back. He said he didn't feel the love no more, man. He said he didn't feel the love, man. They switched up on A.B. They switched up on A.B. That's what A.B. say, man. Let's, let's, let's jump right into this, man, because this, this whole situation, and it's, you know, it's, it's still ongoing. It's still, you know, Shefty and them, they, they still tweeting about it live, updating, man. This, this drama... I, I don't even know what to say. Like, so let's go back to last Sunday. First of all, before we even get to last Sunday, I thought it was over for A.B. after the Vax card situation. But injuries, look, injuries in the Bucks wide receiving core saved him. I mean, Chris Godwin goes down. Mike Evans goes down for a little bit. Um, you know, that, that, that uh, essentially cost me a fantasy, a trip to the fantasy football Super Bowl. Um, my fantasy season didn't go the way I wanted it to go, man. I went eight and six, got the first round by, and I lost in the playoffs by seven point thirty two. We'll get into that later, but I, I I really think that if they don't have those injuries, AB's gone after the vaccination thing because that was wild in itself. And then, and then you know the Buccaneers, they went and did their own quote-unquote investigation, of course, they didn't find anything, but, you know, the NFL said, hold on, hold on, three-game three suspension. Three-game suspension. That's insane. Um, so that happens. I thought it was over for A.B. then. Then we, you know, he, he plays a couple games. He puts up some good numbers, right? He puts up some good numbers. Then last Sunday, you know, A.B. exited the Bucks versus Jets game while the Bucks were down in the second quarter. Now, I, I really think, that being down, what, two possessions at the time to the New York Jets had a little bit to do with this. Because what the hell? Why are the Buccaneers up there struggling against Zach Wilson and the Jets? Not to take anything away from Zach Wilson and the Jets, but this is the Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, reigning defending undisputed Super Bowl champions right now. You would think they would have that was just a business trip for them, but they, they struggled. You know, they didn't win the game until the very last seconds of that game. Uh, and, then, you know, they tried to make it a big thing. I'm like, bro, come on, it's the Jets. I mean, I get it, but come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So he takes his shoulder pads off, takes his undershirt off. He throws his gloves into the crowd. He does some jumping jacks uh, in the end zone, waves to the fans, you know, gets the fans. There's the game going on. Um, and then he exited tunnel left. You know, like it was a Broadway show up there at MetLife. You know, he exited stage left. You know, he closed the curtains on that game and essentially on his time in Tampa Bay. 
you know, after I, when I saw the video, I was at work. You know, Eric doesn't work Sundays, but I, I did one of my managers a favor. I went in, and the Packers, we didn't play until Sunday night. I didn't have a fantasy Super Bowl to play in. I said, you know what, I don't care about these games today. You know, I was at work. I was watching the Ravens game, and, you know, that was going on. Check my phone. I see the AB video. I looked at the video. I said, hey, I did the same thing my last day at Amazon. That brother is not coming back. I'm telling you. I threw my gloves in the air because you got to wear gloves in Amazon. I got the hell out of there. I will, Jeff Bezos will never hear see me again. Understand what I'm saying? So when I saw AB, I said, that looked like somebody who it's their last day of work. They, they don't have any intentions on coming back to the building. They're gone. He gone. That's what I said. My initial thought was like, wow, AB finally lost it. And it's sad, though, because the AB, the AB uh, acronym in the sports world is very tarnished, man. I don't know who's worse, Antonio Brown or Adrian Broner. I mean, both of them, you know, on that same scale of insanity. Now, I'm not, I'm not joking about these men's mental health. I'm just talking about, you know, the rapping, uh, the lifestyles that they lived, you know, the weird things that they do. You know, there's some questionable social media decisions that both of these uh, men have made. I mean, uh, A.B., right after this whole situation, first thing he did, he's posting on Twitter. Like nothing happened. I mean, he dropped a cold flick. Like nothing happened. Nothing. Like that didn't just happen. So I'm like, you know, it's over for that man. I'm like, you know, there's no way the Bucks don't cut him after this game. I'm like, oh, he's done. There's that. It's just no coming back from that. I've ne I have never seen anything like that before. You know, at least when Vontae Davis retired uh, at halftime for the uh, Buffalo Bills, he did it. In the locker room, he just ain't come back out. He said, you know what, hey, man, I think I'm done. You know, that, that he retired at halftime. That was strange. But this, in the middle of a game, during the game, on the field, you run off like that, that was crazy. I'm like, no way the Bucks cut him after that. And then, you know, the game ends. The Buccaneers win the game somehow. I don't know how. They were able to, you know, go on after that madness. But Bruce Arians' first words were, you know, he was no longer a buck. So we all thought the cut was imminent, but that was not the case. Antonio Brown ends up being on the roster up until uh, about, what, an hour ago? I believe he got cut during the 12 o'clock hour. So still on my initial reaction, I, I'm thinking, okay. This was before, we, we, I'm thinking injury, before we knew about the ankle and the going back and forth, before we got into the nitty-gritty of the situation. I'm just like, okay, A.B., clearly off his rocker. If I'm, if I'm a coach or a GM on another team, outside looking in. A.B. has clearly lost his rocker, off his rocker. But did you see what he did last week? Did you see what he did to the defender during that game? A playoff contender. Somebody who was in the playoffs, going to the playoffs. Would, would look at that meltdown and be like, eh. Well, well you know, he, he's not mad at us. 
It seems like his problem is with the Buccaneers. Are we the Buccaneers? No. Does A.B. have a problem with us? No. Could A.B. help us go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes. Now, I don't know, you know, what the ankle is like now, but uh, the ankle might be feeling pretty good now. I mean, remember the feet situation in Oakland? Then he gets the hell out of Oakland. All of a sudden, feet are okay when he got to New England. The ankle might magically heal. There's a couple spots that, because he is on waivers. If he clears weight, but listen, this is, this is just me. This is hypothetical. There's a team in the AFC right now who currently holds the number one seed going into week 18 of the final week of the season. This team lost Derrick Henry and somehow, someway, have found themselves in the driver's seat for a first-round bye in a home playoff, uh, two home playoff games. Have they had injury problems in the receiving core? Absolutely. Could Antonio Brown help them go to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. The Titans. Mike Vrabel is crazy as hell. He would do it. He would do it, man. He would do it. He would do it. So, that was, I, I, I was like, you know what? They probably wouldn't cut him because of that. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they hold him hostage, put him on the IR, and shut him down for the rest of the season. Right? I'm thinking that's one of the things they could do. So then more details start to come out. We start hearing about the how many catches he was away from a bonus, how many touchdowns he was away from a bonus, how many what yards he was away from a bonus. And it was like he was like not far from it at all. And this was, what, over a million dollars in incentives left on the table um so let's go to a couple of days ago with ian rapaport's tweet let me see let me pull it up give me one minute let's see all right so so here's what Ian Rappaport had to say a couple of days ago. Here's my understanding of the Antonio Brown situation. Antonio Brown refused to get into the game despite the coaches asking him to and then, a, then tossing him from the sideline and eventually releasing him. From Antonio Brown's standpoint, I talked to people close to him, and what they said is he did not feel like he was healthy enough to play. There was an ankle injury he was battling. He did not practice Thursday or Friday. He was cleared to play in the game, was running routes, looking good, and looking healthy before the game. But in his mind, the reason he refused, uh, according to those close to Antonio Brown, is he wasn't fully healthy. Um... You know, that, that right there, you know, that's like, oh, no. You know, now it's like we have a situation. You know, Arians was reportedly going to use a snap count for Brown and wide receiver teammate Mike Evans in Week 17, who birthed coming back from injury and likely not needed full capacity versus a lowly Jets team who was a 13-point underdog. Like, 
According to individuals in Brown's camp that Rappaport reached out to, the superstar wide receiver refused Bucks head coach uh, Bruce Arians' orders to re-enter the game versus the Jets because he believed he wasn't healthy enough to play. So now let's go to Antonio Brown's social media. This is a very, very, very long statement that I'm about to read. Uh, let's get to it. So this is from... Hold on, wait. Hold on. Ooh, Bruce Okay, let's see what Bruce Aarons just said. you up on some things that happened. And that was a, a disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right, we always had... Uh, he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Uh -huh. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. Mm -hmm. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. Mm -hmm. um, I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I ain't playing. Mm. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, "You're done. Get the f out of here." Mm. And that's the that's the that's the end of it. And uh, we're working. I don't like that, man. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, first of all, you're wearing sunglasses indoors. I don't, this has to be cat, man. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You're telling me AB didn't want to get back in the game because he wasn't getting the ball. He mad he not getting the ball, blah, 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 blah. You say you put, call the personnel he was in, and then he say he not playing, and you tell him to get the F out of there. Now, if you did tell him to get the F out of here, why would you tell him that? That's wrong right there, right? I don't know, man. I, I, there's just so many moving pieces to this. Uh, I'll give my full, full, full as we wrap this, this segment up. But let's go to AB's uh, statement. First of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. Reworked together to resolve those difficulties and i will always appreciate that being part of a super bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true i make mistakes i'm working on myself and i have a positive and i have positive influence around me but one thing i don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field no one can accuse me of not giving it my every my all my every play because of my commitment to the game i relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up. The staff injected me with what I know now uh, was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using. And I gave it my all for my team. I played until it was clear. I played until it was clear that I could not use my uh, use my ankle to safely perform. Uh, my playing responsibilities on top of that. The pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle, but he knew that it was well documented and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get onto the field. I said, coach, I can't. He said he didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done. While he ran his finger across uh, his throat, 
coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was throwing out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged text days before the game where he acknowledged, clearly acknowledged my injury. He obviously knew. No, 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 because they caught me down the cage. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so AB is saying, yo, y'all knew about my ankle. I'm telling you I can't do this on my ankle. Y'all shoot me up, but we're not even supposed to really be using. You tell me get out of here because I can't get back on the field. You know this, blah, blah, blah. Then AB posts on social media uh, some text messages that we don't know to be really accurate or not, but here is what we got. So this is from Bruce Aarons. This is from December 30th, 5.14 p.m. This is B.A. Make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We are not resting for the playoffs. He texted him to call me. Um, then he replied Friday with a massage. He's working on his ankles. He said, I'm all in. Coach really can't get to – that's how he spelled can't – get to full speed. I want to win. Uh, want to be there. If I wake up tomorrow, feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it out. Side on two-point play. I want – I want what's best for the team. Let me know when you're free. I'll call you. Come see me in the morning. We'll talk about it. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. So this is to Alex Guerrero. So this is uh, Tom Brady's trainer, I believe. So he says, this was Friday. This was Christmas Eve. He said, hey, AG, if we're not going to work uh, anymore, let's, that's fine. Let me know about the 100K I paid you. Only fair to get half... Uh, Back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. Good morning, AB. I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the opportunity to work with. together. You're a wonderful person. I hope that you find continued success on off the field. Please let me know when you want me to send a balance. So he adds Tom Brady and AG charging me 100K, never doing the work on me. How you even work with people like this? This is what I was dealing with. <sighs> so Adam Scheffner. On a series of tweets, he says, last week, Antonio Brown and his agent requested that the remaining $2 million in incentives in his contract for the season be guaranteed per GM Jason Litch. The team declined those guaranteed those uh, incentives. Antonio Brown did not tell anyone on the Bucks medical staff about his ankle bothering him on game day before the game against Jets during it. This is per the Bucks GM. Bucks made two doctor's appointments in New York for Antonio Brown so they could place him on IR and pay him for the remainder of the year, and he missed both appointments. Nobody knows. No, Listen, we don't know the truth, right? We really don't. There's so many different sides to the story. There's so many different uh, ways this is being spun around. But let's look at it this way. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. You've got Bruce Arians, who has already had problems with A.B. in the past. If you don't know, B.A. was the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers for some time. And, you know, a couple years back, uh, you know, during the end of A.B.'s time with the Steelers, Bruce Arians went on a podcast and talked about A.B. and said this is not the same A.B. when he first started with the Steelers when I was there. You know, it's just too much diva now. 
you know, and then he was a bit reluctant to bring A.B. And, you know, A.B. got in there really more so on the strength of Tom Brady. I mean, you got to think, remember when Tom Brady got A.B. to New England and had him stand in his home? This is somebody that Tom Brady wants to play with and wants to win with. This is somebody that he trusts. And, you know, Tom Brady's press conference after the game, his post game was really good. I like, you know, the words he said. So for A.B. to flip the script on Tom Brady like this is crazy. We really don't know. We really don't know. We don't. Um, you know, the, the organization is always going to come together and spin it as much as possible to make sure they look as at least, you know, uh, they look least at fault in any situation. Um, especially with the NFLPA getting involved. They're going to try to make themselves look as good as possible, and they're going to make the player look as bad as possible, especially somebody like A.B., who is in a very easy target. A.B. has been troubled on and off the field for some time now. Uh, these last couple of years have been rough for A.B. Uh, he has been going through a lot mentally. We can see that. It's clear. Uh, so it's an easy target. So the Buccaneers, they wouldn't have done this to Mike Evans. They wouldn't have done this to Scotty Miller. Damn sure wouldn't have done it to Tom Brady. Uh, this is somebody who they know the media already doesn't have a great perception of. Fans don't really have a great perception of. So A.B. doesn't have much to stand on. So it's your word versus ours. And in the grand scheme of things, whose word holds more weight in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of the media? That's what it comes down to. You know, I look back at, remember the KD situation and how they talked about the Warriors team doctors and how they weren't right. Remember, I think it was Iguodala that talked about this. So you can go back to that. I, these, those are two different, these are two different situations, but I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't put it past these teams to make these guys get out there knowing they're not completely correct. Um... You know, where were the team doctors on the sidelines is my question. Why Why didn't A.B. get medical? Why didn't A.B. go to the tent, right? I don't know, man. It, this is a very strange situation, but what I'm not going to do is sit here and persecute A.B. Uh, I don't, I, he's been getting crucified all week. Uh, I, I think Good Morning Football, they handled it well. Um, because you never know, man. Go back to the Raiders thing. Remember we called John Gruden racist? Look how it turned out for John Gruden. I mean, we have no clue, man. A.B. could be telling the truth. He could be. We don't know. I'm not going to sit here and take a side because I have no clue. I have no dog in this fight. I don't care for the Buccaneers. Um, you know, A.B. is a great wide receiver, but he's not, you know, one of my favorite players. So I have no dog in this fight. And as a member of the media... I'm not going to sit here and pick a side or, or, or crucify A.B. like everybody else is doing. We don't know, man. Just because somebody has had off-field troubles and, you know, we're not going to skew and, you know, let that skew our vision of them as a person. Same thing going on with the guy uh, who had the MVP vote, MVP vote, MVP vote with Rodgers. Like, come on, man. We're not going to do that. So, you know... I will be keeping an eye on the situation. You know, I hope A.B. bounces back, man, and, you know, he's able to finish his career out. But what a situation this is, man, honestly. Mm. 
Let's move into college football players opting out of bowl games. Man, let's talk about that for a minute. I am sick and tired of these old heads and some younger ones in the media and, you know, guys who have played dog. You're not going to sit here and convince me that the cricket potato bowl is more important than me getting ready for this draft. You're not. You're not going to be able to sell me that. You're not. You're not. You're telling me that me playing with my team in the Metro PCS Christmas Bowl is more important than me getting ready for this draft. You're telling me that playing in the Chick-fil-A breakfast time should be extended bowl is more important than me playing and getting ready for this draft. You're crazy. If you think me playing in the, oh my God, there's another COVID variant bowl is more important than me getting ready for this draft. You've y'all, you've lost your mind. Come on, fam. What are we, what are we saying here? When you play football, Starting at Pee Wee football. If you are locked in and this is what you want to do as an adult, this is the job you want. I want to be a professional football player. Your goal is to get to the NFL. There are stages of that. You got to play Pee Wee. You got to start them young. You play high school ball. You go to college. You ball out. You ball out. But nobody says, nobody ever said that, oh, I'm going to play in every single game. Dog, the goal is to get to the league. So I look at it this way. If I'm on a team and we're not in that top four, we're not in the playoffs, we're not playing for anything. If, you're, if, if I'm in a game, if I'm in a bowl game, we're playing for a bowl of fruit or a mayo bath or french fry bath. Yeah, no, dog. I'll catch y'all later. I'll watch the game on TV. Now, for some guys, this doesn't apply to everybody. There are some guys who aren't going to the NFL. There are some guys who, you know, they want to play in these games. Cool, more power to you. But if I'm a projected first, second round pick or I'm declaring the, declaring the draft, I'm not about to go risk my body in a meaningless game for that. I could tear my ACL getting ready for draft. Okay, cool. I was doing what I wanted to do, though. I was doing, I was preparing for the biggest job interview of my life, right? I'm going to the combine. But I would rather tear my ACL or get seriously hurt there or risk my draft stock there than in the uh, Idaho, Utaho, Allstate Bowl. Like, come on, fam. So what, what are we saying here? You know, a lot of these guys are jealous. Because the NIL deals are popping. They're jealous that these players have more control over themselves and their futures. They're jealous because the game is not the same as it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's not the same. These kids are, they know what the goal is, man. They know what the goal is. 
They know what the goal is. The goal is the league, man. Nobody cares about these meaningless games. If I'm not in the playoffs, if I'm not playing for a national title game, you won't see me there. There's no way. There's no way. So I don't understand how you can sit here, especially these people who have never played the game before, and call uh, these kids selfish or they're not team players. Look at Joe Barrow. He's not playing Sunday. You know why? He's wrestling for a playoff game. Why play in a meaningless game? We just won a division. I'm a little banged up. We got a playoff run to go on. They don't need me out there Sunday. And he's getting paid. He's opting out and getting paid. These guys playing for free and choosing themselves. Because I, I know around this time next year, uh, I know in a couple months, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be getting paid millions to play this game. And I feel like we have this conversation every year, but I think now, especially with the NIL, NIL deals uh, popping off like they are, it's a little more polarized. I feel like, look, man, in the words of Slim Charles, man, the thing about the old days, they the old days. Simple as that. Things are changing for the better. Get a grip and get over yourselves, man. Get over yourselves. I'm going to sit here and tell me I should play in the uh, We Are the World Bowl. We 7-6. We, we went 7-6 and six this season, but y'all want me to play in this bowl game. Fam, if we didn't set out on what we wanted to do, why am I here? No. My day, my times are over at this school. I'm going to go make some money. Hell out my face. It doesn't make sense. Especially when, same thing I feel about the transfer portal. These coaches can up and leave whenever the hell they want to. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'm a coach here. I'm going to go to the NFL. Oh, I'm going to go from this school to this school. I'm going to go here to here. And it's, that's not a problem. But when the, the young men start making decisions for themselves, oh, they're too young. They don't know what to Shut the hell up. Come on. Come on, man. What, what, what are we actually doing here? You get what I'm saying? Like, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. There's no way I'm wrong in this. There's no way. Because, like, that's just like me. Two years in a row, I was in the third place fantasy football game. Did that game mean anything to me? No. Did I set my line up? No. Did I still somehow win those games? Absolutely. Because I'm just that damn good. But not good enough, obviously, to get back to the Super Bowl. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Point is... It was a meaningless game. I didn't get up for that game. I didn't, I didn't care about that game. I, I, I opted out of that game because I, it, it means nothing. It's not the game. Why do I need to play? It means nothing. So I'm going to get ready for next season. And that's essentially what's going on in college, man. I'm not about to get out there and, 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 and risk my draft stock for the goddamn Campbell's Chunky Soup Bowl. No way. Y'all want me to get out there for the 
T-Mobile Pop-Tart Bowl. I mean, who the hell is even coming up with all these damn sponsors and bowl games? You know what? How about this? Abolish bowl games, man. How about that? Get rid of them. What's the point? Why should you be rewarded for having a terrible season and not making the playoffs? These are participation bowls. What are we doing here? If you don't make the playoffs and your whatever it is, your championship, if it's not your conference championship, there's you shouldn't be playing. These random ass bowl games should not exist. How about that? How about that? Talking about tradition and, and pride. Man, pride on these, and I'm about to go get this check. How about that? That's how I feel about it. Point blank, period. Ain't no way. Ain't no freaking way. Y'all want me to sit up here, go out here, warm up, put my equipment on, put my eye black on, take my legs up, take my ankles and put my gloves on, maybe put my put my gold chain on, get suited and booted and get pretty. You know what I mean? I'm coming out the tunnel. I'm not going to go play for a national championship game. No. No, that's not what I'm about to go do. No, 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 no. I'm about to go play in the goddamn YouTube TV Bowl. Go to hell, man. Ain't no freaking way. Ain't no freaking way. All right. Where we at now, man? Where we at now? Let's talk. Let's get into week 18 of this, of this, the last season. Damn, not the last season. Jesus. The last week of this uh, very long, well, long meaning this is 18-week season, but the season went very fast, man. I feel like after Halloween, first of all, there, there should never be. Uh, I, I pray to God that Halloween doesn't end up on a Sunday ever again. I never want to see Halloween football again. What a terrible day that was. I feel like after Halloween, things flew. It was like, boom, it was Thanksgiving football. Boom, we're playing football on Christmas now. And here we are last week of the season. Damn. So the current standings right now, we go to the NFC. <laughs> you are you you already know who got that number one seed, man. Secured already. Go pack, go. I saw my boys in person. I saw Aaron Rodgers play in person December 19th down there at the bank. I told y'all I was gonna be at the bank acting an ass in the end zone. And I was, and I was, and we got the dub. Understand what I'm saying? I I was yeah. So I'm a part of this run. Thirteen and three, heading into week eighteen. Number one seed is already in place. And so uh, with the number two seed, we got the L.A. Rams, the three seed, the Bucks, the four seed, the Cowboys, the five seed, the Arizona Cardinals, the six seed. Right now is the San Francisco 49ers and the clinched already playoff berth, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, in the, a in the NFC, still sticking around. Um, a lot of a lot of football, a lot of things at stake here, man. A lot of things at stake. So let's look at the NFC first and see what can happen with uh, seeding and um, you know. I don't know, man. We got seeding. 
And what else? Who else? Um, seeing, damn, I just lost my training throw. Oh, yeah, just seeing on the line. And maybe somebody can get in and out. So let's take a look here at it and see what can potentially change this weekend, if anything. Was I don't know. Depending on who plays who, like as far as starters and everything, I don't see much movement, especially in NFC, but we'll see. So here's what's at stake in the NFC, right? Uh, the NFC West is still on the line. It's going to come down between the Cardinals and the Rams. So the Cardinals can clinch with a win plus a Rams loss. Uh, all the Rams have to do is win or a loss from uh, the Cardinals if they lose. Then we look at the Saints. So they clinch a playoff berth with a win plus a San Francisco loss. San Francisco clinches a win. I mean, clinches a playoff berth with a win or a New Orleans loss. So that's all that can possibly happen this weekend as far as the NFC goes. So we look at the uh, ESPN playoff mach machine. So let's say, uh, let's give the 49ers the win because I think they can. They'll I, let's let's say they upset the Rams, and we give the Cardinals the win, and we give. Dallas to win. Actually, no, let's get Philly to win. Right. They wouldn't move. That wouldn't happen. Nothing would happen there. Uh, let's see. Any other games that would have anything to do with this? Oh. Uh, if the 49ers win, it wouldn't matter for the Saints. But the 49ers will play the Cardinals. Rams play the Cowboys, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's so many different ways this can go, but I, I would really love – to see the 49ers take on the Bucks, man. I really think that's a team that could do it, man. Seriously. I really think they could put the Bucks out. Let's look at the AFC. Give me a minute. So, there's a lot going on in the AFC. Nothing is in set in stone right now. Um, Titans won the South. Uh, the Bills have a playoff berth. Patriots have a playoff berth. So, the Ravens need a lot of help. Uh, they can get in with a win over to Pittsburgh, a Chargers loss, Indianapolis loss, and a Miami loss. That's far-fetched. The Bills, they clinch an AFC East title. All they got to do is win or a loss. If they lose, they need a New England loss or they both tie. The Bengals can get the number one seed and the first round by with a win, a Tennessee loss, a Chiefs loss, and a... Uh, New England loss. The Colts, they clinch a playoff berth. All they have to do is win and you're in. Uh, a couple other scenarios if they lose. Kansas City can get the number one seed with a win plus a Tennessee loss. Uh, the Vegas Raiders, they can get in with a win. All they have to do is win. They have to beat the Chargers to get in. Um, same thing. The Chargers are winning. You get in. They play Sunday night. The Patriots can get the number one seed with a win plus a Buffalo loss plus a Kansas City loss or a Tennessee loss. Uh, the Pittsburgh can get in if the if they win, plus an Indianapolis loss, and if the Chargers and Vegas game doesn't end in a tie. Tennessee gets the number one seed. They just got to win. That's all they got to do. So that's it uh, for week 18. That's what's all on the line. Uh, tune in to Color Cast, man. Your boy will be broadcasting live on Colorcast. I will be 
uh, commentating the Rams and 49ers game at 4.25 p.m. this Sunday. There's There will be more information on that coming soon. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, man. I did this one off the cuff. I said I got to get in there today. Why wait until tomorrow? Thank you guys for bearing with me. And I see you guys have still been listening while I was gone. I appreciate the love. I really do. It's very humbling. Man, I'll be back. We back, man. I promise we back. Thank you guys for listening. And for the 168th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.